Welcome to the Failing Out Loud podcast, a podcast where we talk about how we learn, grow, and often laugh about how we fail out loud. It is important that we share and reshape the narrative around failure. We are all trying at this thing called life. Join us in this conversation. Hey guys. Hey everyone. Hey. hey. Welcome back to another episode of Failing Out Loud. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Wait, wait, what? It's February. Yes. You know what? January was a test month. It was the 30, 31 day trial. <laughs> January was the longest January that ever January. It felt very long. It felt like a very long month. Honestly. Um, here we are, February. We made February. It's the new year. <laughs> the new year. <laughs> so happy new year, guys. Thanks for joining us again. Yes. Um, and as a special treat, uh, today we have a very special guest joining us um, uh, for this conversation. Uh, I'm going to reel off all of her beautiful accolades um, mm-hmm. before she joins us. This person is amazing. We love her dearly. Known her for um, a number of years now, over yeah. a decade. Over Definitely. a decade now. Um, and uh, through all of that she has been um a light a continuous light in our lives mm. um, a youth advocate at one point she was our youth pastor um and also she has been um uh, an advocate for plus size women as well as uh just an advocate on like body positivity mm. and now is a life coach and we'll be dropping some amazing gems for all of us to learn from. Uh, so with that introduction, I would love to introduce Olivia Pitt. Yay! Welcome, Welcome to the Failing Out Loud podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Olivia. Ladies know I'm a massive fan. I am a massive fan, so I'm fangirling right now. Mm-hmm. No, bless you. Seriously, you've been the early, you were probably the first person that messaged me. It's like, I listen to your podcast and I love it. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> even before Kami, even before my husband. Uh, no, we appreciate him. We appreciate the support, Liv. It has been, um, it's been lovely. We were even in your top, like, um, Spotify podcast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, nah, she's That's a real we knew. we knew it was real. We knew it was real. <laughs> there was the evidence. Exactly. <laughs> In case you thought I was lying. <laughs> welcome, Liv. Welcome. Thank Again, you. Uh, we're going to just jump in. Yes, absolutely. Um, actually, I'm just going to start with just a, in, you know, just a general just check-in. How are you doing? Like, how are you doing in this pandemic? How are you doing, you know, in this COVID era? I know people don't really want to talk about it, but how how are you surviving the lockdown? Um, oh, I am doing very well. Yes. I'm feeling fit in a good frame of mind. Um, I haven't had the, well, you know, most people have been working from home. So probably for some people, they've been staring at the same four walls for nearly a year. But that's not been my experience because I've been going out um, to my day job um okay. every day so yeah I, oh I'm, really so your yeah, office is still open work, so physically leaving the house mm. I <laughs> um was struck down with COVID myself during the during this pandemic mad so, yes uh, yes 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 happened in November so 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, please. Do you mind sharing? Like, what was that like? Well, I actually thought, um, I felt, I feel silly now saying it, but I actually thought, oh, maybe it's a cold, maybe it's flu, whatever. And I was aching. Yeah, I was like, I ain't got no loss of taste and smell, thank goodness, because we love my food. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just being real with y'all. So the typical symptoms that were being put out in the media and stuff, I wasn't experiencing them. I just was aching all over. And then then, um, a couple of other colleagues from work, um, I was hearing, yeah. um, So you all got hit? Seven of us. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Don't tell nobody. But yeah, we had an outbreak. (laughs) We had an outbreak at work. And um, yeah, so we, yeah, I went and got tested and there you have it. You know that you get that, your heart beating when you get... Here are your results. It wasn't audio. I just made that voice up. And uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Just so, so you know. I, so yeah, I. So then it was the whole, you know, isolation. That was okay because I happened to live next door to my parents, so I felt a comfort mm. um, having them next door. Yeah. But I have to admit, I hope nobody just had. Oh, sorry. It's possible Hannah just ate. But um, the most... <laughs> it's symptoms, possible. You know for sure that I just ate. <laughs> the most frightening <laughs> symptom was, you know how you get those movies um, from back in the day where it's usually a man and he coughs in his handkerchief and it, and he looks at it and it's red and you go, yeah. you get the dramatic music. That's what I was my lungs. <laughs> My lungs suffered the most. I struggled with my breathing, not to the extent of having to go into hospital, thank God, but it was, that was frightening for me, not being able to breathe properly and seeing blood come up like that. Yes, it was really mucky, it was horrible. And and, and yeah, that was scary. And I I sat on it the first day because I thought, I'm not saying anything. Because you just, you have this fear. and, And I think it was a combination of you know, you you hear in the media about if you're black, if you're overweight, yeah, underlying conditions. You know, it's like mm, 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 you right, know. Right. So I think all those things were were playing on my mind. I did the wrong thing by googling a lot of stuff, and that added to my fear. We've but, all been there. Yeah, but I have to say, I really dug deep um, in terms of my faith and my time with God, because I recognized the fear was killing me, you know? Right. And yeah, it was. So I had to really, <laughs> I remember the night when I literally put worship music on mm-hmm. and I paced as much as I could. I, I couldn't move fast, but I paced. I tried to sing. If I couldn't sing, I hummed because the breathlessness affected my ability to sing. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And you know what? I, there were beautiful things that came out of my experience of having COVID. Mm. Friends, you know, one turned up with um, food at my door, obviously, and ran away. <laughs> ran away. <laughs> it was like, ding dong, run away <laughs> to the car. <laughs> Look out, Ginger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's message, funny. You left something at your front door. So it was Akian yeah. saltfish and plantain and fried dumplings. Ooh. Hallelujah. I didn't have my appetite at the time, so I was able to like pace myself with that. Um, I had a fruit basket from my coach. I had another get mm. well. Like, honestly, I didn't expect any of that. Yeah. I also felt that my my friends and and family, I felt comforted by seeing them on video. Oh, 
okay. there was something there's something about seeing people especially when you're a, a bit fearful and mm. my family especially my brothers have a, a thing about making me laugh so laughter carried yeah. me through and oh. my time with god that was and i saw my life in high definition so oh, okay yes i saw the Is things that, that were important Okay, I was just like, that important? Yeah. yeah, the state of my life, um, any connections or any relationships that I had not nurtured sufficiently, especially in my family, because you always say, oh, but they know that I'm busy. Um, I'm like, mm. I'm going to make time. And ever since then, I've been more intentional about how I connect with my family. Um, because of that, friends that I appreciated on a different level, honestly Ooh. and also I had a conversation with God and I said I just <laughs> said to him mm -mm, God you are not going to bring me so far in terms of what I wanted what I'm to do with my life yeah. for me to be dead no so I reminded him <laughs> especially with the coach like, remind God I'm like no 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 we're not finished we're not finished yet we had a conversation yes and, uh, and, and, and I've come, I came out of it with such a, an incredible, overwhelming sense of gratitude for my life mm. and what I have and who I have in my life. So whereas people are cursing COVID, obviously it is taking lives. Yeah. I think for those of us that have survived, you do have a great, greater appreciation of life. Right. Survived it. Right. So I can't, I'm like, you know, thank you for what I learned in that season. Yeah. of my life yeah beautiful this, i mean this is it, guys. Not, <laughs> it's not so great that you had to you know actually go through covid but so glad that you know you did and came through it yeah um and and also with with such a beautiful sort of position on life as well mm -hmm. you know we've just heard that um captain tom died this yeah. week and um we were just talking before we started recording the podcast and just saying you know just how awesome it is to realize that honestly the 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 consistent thing about life is that it will end for every single one of us and it's so important that we live it well we live it with intentionality with yeah. with purpose with gratitude mm -hmm. and um we and and the truth of the matter is is it doesn't matter who it is among us um we all have to be reminded of that and usually life will do that for you if you choose to listen and pay attention which it definitely sounds like um that was another another great reminder in your life Liv but we just want to hear a little bit more actually about your story you were just saying yeah you were just saying obviously you had to remind God that there was things that, uh, you know what Lord no I've still got some things to do <laughs> So um, like, just yeah. let us know a bit. Yeah, share the story. Let us know. Build <laughs> so the tea. The, the specific um, conversation I had with God um, outside of family, friends and so on and, and, and was the fact that I believe that I've been called to be a life coach for women. And I'll tell you how that came about. Um, in 2017, there was this woman that was pursuing a qualification in coaching and she wanted a guinea pig, I mean, a practice client. And I was like, out of it, just cause yeah. I'm nosy. And I'm like, yeah, what's this, what's this? Uh -huh. And I am telling you, it was such a transformative mm. experience for me. Um, 
uncovering my limiting beliefs, um, getting me to get clarity about my life and the direction I want to go in, changes I want to make. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? When I finish with this woman, I want to do this for other women because it had such a, an amazing impact on me. So, wow. so yes, yeah, so I was like, I've got to do this coaching. Yeah, let's do it. So the um, March of 2018, I heard about this coaching, um, the coaching academy, not an advert, um, <laughs> running introductory weekends on coaching. I thought, yeah, let me go because I am so nosy. I sat there that whole weekend going, this is amazing. Oh my gosh, I need to do this. Wow. Yeah, it was so good. The, the skills that they teach you around goal setting and, mm. and um, yeah, anyway. So I, I, so I got to the end of the weekend, where, which is where they reveal, now that you've had all of this uh, wonderful information, here's how much it costs if you want to do the course. <laughs> and oh. I was there going, oh, <laughs> I don't have that money. <laughs> so I thought, let me park it for now. But what I did was the skills that I learned from, just from that weekend, we were encouraged to just keep practicing questioning techniques, open questions, that kind okay. of thing. Um, so I, I practiced using my skills, even though I knew I, I didn't have the money to um, do the course. Yeah. I was at home minding my own business when I got this call and the person said, let's do it on video. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, hi. And she asked me, um, what, what's happened with the coaching? And I said, oh yeah, the, the weekend was incredible, but um, it's quite expensive. So I, I, and I don't have the funds right now. So I'm just going to save and whenever, you know, I'll, I'll do it. Mm. Then she proceeded to tell me that the Lord mm. had spoken to her about me and mm. that I am called to be a coach. Come on. And that was one thing I'm like, mm, revelation in the situation. Come the on. No. We like the confirmation. But then, but then she actually said, I want to give you £5,000 so that you can okay. equip yourself okay. to become a coach. I was like, no. What? Listen, when no. I tell you, ball, and she said, no strings attached. If you hey. decide, she actually said, if you decide that you want to be on a beach somewhere <laughs> with this money, that's entirely up to you. I'm just relaying to you what I feel, really? what I believe Father's saying about really? you. Uh -huh. come on but not just that listen oh uh, i was very honest i was very honest and when i found out the exact amount i decided to tell her well it was it wasn't full five thousand pounds but as i'm about to say so you don't need to give me all of that <laughs> as i'm mid email i felt a boldness come over me oh i felt a boldness come upon me <laughs> and i said to her i said to her I'd be so bold as to ask if I could use some of the funds towards purchasing a new laptop. Oh. Mm -hmm. And she said, whatever it takes for you to be equipped as a coach, do it. I need, a, I need a tambourine. I need a tambourine right now. Yes. And wow. so, yeah. so the course, fully funded, the laptop, I'm not talking all thank you, thank you laptop neither. Sorry, and you. a printer, sorry, um, a decent laptop is what I'm <laughs> Thank you, thank you. No. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> what? And, and, and I'm pleased to say that I graduated last year. Um, yes. I'm very proud of myself. And so 
I reminded God during my COVID time, I said, God, you ain't going to provide right. funds, uh-huh, right. uh-huh, all of that for them to say, all right, see you, come home to be right. with you. No, I have okay. things to do. I have women that I need to work with. And I, I just, yeah. And, and I, I felt that rise up in me. I'm like, no, you, you've not brought me this far to leave me. No. No, I have things to do. Love that. So that's my story behind. Uh, what a yeah. testimony, though. Yeah, God is so good. I, I still am blown away by it. So even when, you know, even with setting up the business last year, mm-hmm. sometimes you think, who do you think you are about entrepreneur? Blah, 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 blah. And then you see Look other people. Because sometimes that's... You- you know, we had a little bit of a chat before and I was like, sometimes I feel that of just being like, mm, so Sarah, who said that you were qualified to be talking up the things? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you are on Instagram talking up the things. Yeah, like, yeah. someone's going <laughs> to jump yeah. in. Yeah, actually, because Libby, you, you touched on the whole limited belief stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that, that that's a real, real barrier. Like, what yeah. what was that for you? What were those limiting beliefs? So mine, mine was, I had, I had two. One was that I'm not good enough. Um, so from from I but I've struggled with I used to past tense One. struggle with mm-hmm, speak the things. Um, I used to struggle with um, low self esteem and an inferiority complex. My like from when I was a child, okay. you know. And, and so the whole not good enough, you know, I, I struggled with that. And the second thing was through many failed. <laughs> relationships, dalliances, whatever you want to call them. Relationships. Relationships. <laughs> I, I, and, and nothing seemed to work. I, and, and including a, 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 an, in, an instance where this guy that I was actually in love with ghosted me on my birthday. That hey. led me to be, um, yes, what? he did. He did. Do you want his address? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I love it. She didn't even, she didn't even wait for us to say, send us the deal. She said, do you want it? Yes, I want it. Let me yes. run it down in a pandemic. Please. Yeah, no, seriously. So run it up in COVID. Me, so that led me to believe falsely that I'm hard to love. Come on, you know me. Oh, you know me, Liz. I know. This shetan, shetan wants me to So, <laughs> and that, that last one, can it like has hit me in the throat at different times in my life where I'm just like I'm obviously too hard to love do you know what I mean yeah. and even it went back and I'm just come quickly because I, I want to hear more from you but that, when I was tracing that back it even went as far back as to my own dad I was like he couldn't mm-hmm. stay around and he didn't stay around and that must mean I'm hard to love even yeah. like he found it hard to love me as his daughter do you know what I mean? Mm, and then yeah. to see relationships or certain things mirror that, or me being like, I'm not, it's not, I'm not able to keep a relationship. I'm not able to keep a man's attention or affection or whatever. Mm. That kind of hard to love thing haunted mm. me in different ways. Like, and even now, me as a 33 year old woman, I have to continually look at anything that kind of triggers or put that that thing, and yeah. I have to speak, I have to speak openly against it and be like, no, that's not the truth. That's yeah. not the truth. Like I've believed that lie for a long time, but yeah. Oh, I feel led to um, share a share a story that I wasn't planning to share, um, but I will. Um, I spent most of my life believing that my father didn't love me, okay, and um, and I'm 
a lot of that stemmed from comparing my relationship with my my dad with other people's dads that like, pick them up from school do this do that oh my dad yes. this, yes. you know yes. and um I was in counseling because counseling helped me a great deal happy to share I, I attended I received counseling for over a year to deal with all my stuff we are yeah. fans of therapy and, we are fans okay so then I remember there, there's this this young lady that my my dad her parents weren't in the picture and he had a really beautiful relationship with her and I thought so why did he do that with me mm. and so that added to my mm, you know he doesn't love me but he's got time for her da, 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 right. da. and there was an incident where um it was over a car right I, my, I needed air in my tires and for some reason, mommy don't even drive, <laughs> right? I rang mommy, you know, oh, this is happening, blah, blah, blah with the car. And I heard my dad in the background said, why she don't call the AA? And that just sent me. I was like, you know what? Bun you. <laughs> I didn't say it, but I was like, bun you. You're my dad. Right, so... I actually um, I put the phone down. Then even when my mom was ringing me back, I was pretending I didn't even notice. Whoa. Anyway, and then, the and I had said, I had said where I was. Anyway, so I'm getting a stranger because I need a stranger to help because my dad would come and rescue me. So I had, uh, I am over it. I'm just really. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm there with the, at the pump trying to sort out this thing with the air. And I just happened to look up and I saw my dad um, actually rounding the corner and he came and he sorted my tire out. And so I had to humble myself. And not only did he sort my tire out, but he um, actually said, let me make sure I follow you so you get home good. And let me give you this, this pump so if anything happened to the tire um, that you can start out, we can start out. And that was like, you didn't just come and fix it, but you made sure I was safe. Yeah. And then I came home and I remember confiding in mommy. I said, you know, I was in my counseling session. You know about the, what do they call it? The door handle thing that when like you've got 50 minutes in a session and minute 49, you come up with something really deep. <laughs> so I had had a session. Like, oh, we'll see you next, next yeah, week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was in the session just, must've been that week when I danced around all the issues in my life talking about all men and work and all of that. I never talked about my relationship with my dad until minute 49. And I was, yeah, I need to talk about my dad. Right. Uh, anyway, so I was saying to mommy, oh yeah, sorry, I didn't answer the phone, you know, blah, blah, blah. Next thing I get this call and I was summoned to the house. Your father, the, your father said to come round. And I'm like, oh, what's he want? No, what he saying? Thanks for doing the tire, but what? <laughs> I'm basically like that. And he said to me, Livy, I love you. I don't know why you think I don't love you. He said, you know what does hurt me when you ring up here and you just talk to your mother and you don't ask. Mm. When I tell you that. Oh, I love. Oh, no, God bless good dads, man. And he said, if you need it, if you need it, I want you to call me, ask me, I love you. Also, I'm can I just say, day. hearing this in the Bayesian accent is just, <laughs> just doing it from for that me. day. It's really, it's really sweetening my soul. It's really sweetening me up. <laughs> from that day, I was secure in my father's love. Oh. And my relationship 
didn't look and doesn't look like other daughters and fathers. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm not minding them. I'm minding my own business. And I knew I was loved. I'm like, oh, it just, God did that for me. <laughs> yeah, special. Ever since then, I switched gears. Yeah. And, and this whole, and I started to do exactly what he wanted, as in like, if I needed help, I'm not going through mommy. Mommy and I are tight, right? Yeah. But I don't need her as a, as a middle person. As a buffer, yeah. Oh, that could preach, isn't it? There's no yeah. separation. Yes. No, oh, just yes. go straight to the father. Whoa! Whoa. Tambourine, tambourine. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt, and that's a woman, as a woman, I'm, it, it's, it's important to feel that you're, you're loved and you're secure in, in your earthly father's love. I'm secure in heavenly father's love, but somehow I thought me and God are good. And yes, you can be good in, in your heavenly father's love, but yeah. somehow God knew that I needed to know that my earthly dad loved yeah. me and cherished me. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That was really, it was, ah, that was, it's so good. It was just so, that was really hard. It is hard for me because of the relationship that I, the, the turbulent relationship that I had with my earthly father. Um, and that mirrored so much how I spoke to God or how I felt mm. God saw me. Um, and even in him passing, it made the chasm even wider because I was even like, you, now you have died. There is no way that we will ever have a father-daughter relationship. Um, and you grieve what it was, what it wasn't, what it could have been. The fact he's never going to walk me up the aisle. He's never going to meet my niece. He's never going to meet my children or my partner. There were certain things where I was just like, there's no, there's no even space. There's no space in reconciliation and death now. Like, do you know what I mean? And I was just like, there was a lot that I definitely had to work out. Yeah. And definitely, I love the point that you brought up about counselling. And what's what I kind of wanted to hit on, what is the difference between like, coaching and counseling they're completely yeah. different completely different. really yes okay because i i can't speak for counseling for counseling for me was about talking about and exploring issues that affected me emotionally um so that's what i did the counseling for in terms of the coaching um when i coach it's about a client feeling stuck in a particular area wanted to do xyz but feeling stuck. And so I help my clients get clarity about what they want in the first place, what that looks like, mm -hmm. and then look at the steps required in order to get to their destination. Right. Terms. So it's important that if, if I, if I, if I suspect that what the person in front of me needs is counseling, not coaching, I say that. Mm, okay yeah, I think it'd be irresponsible to proceed with coaching um if somebody what they really need right is or counseling or whatever I think okay. I think it could work alongside but not instead of right my, my coach actually said um coaching she's she she sees coaching as being for people who are emotionally well Ah. the issues and so on and then okay now we can focus and I've seen that in my own practice where 
a client has had to take time out to focus yes. on her, to help her emotional yes. issues. And then when she was ready, then come back. She still attends therapy when yes. she needs yes. it, but she, you know, she has a different outlet because I, I don't do, um, Right. So they 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 work they can work in tandem together. They're not sort yes. of replacing the mm. other thing. Mm. That makes sense as well to, you know, sort out, I guess, the mental space that that would help you identify, I guess, and 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 assist you on the whole coaching journey as well. Yeah. yeah. So, so is it that I would have to come to you like with a specific goal in mind? Is it that oh I'm trying to start a business and therefore I need your assistance or like your practically like how does it what 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 is it, how does so, it so most of my clients have have a goal in mind or I I can start off with when I do my goal setting workshops I take take people through a process of identifying what their priorities are in their in, in their life what 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 is it that you want to give your time mm. money your effort to Mm-hmm. And, and then um, rank them in order of priority and what, what is it that you want to focus on first and then we take it from there and work on th- that particular goal and okay. the actions around it okay. and deadline by which they want to achieve it so it's very specific um, in the coaching it does flow better if you if you know exactly what it is that you want to do mm-hmm. yeah so okay you started the business Yes. Olivia Pitt coaching last mm-hmm. year. So you started it in a pandemic, in a panorama? Listen, I launched my business on my birthday, which is the 24th of March. And it was the day before, the 20, on the 23rd of March, that Boris Johnson announced the, the lockdown, the first lockdown. Bonjo uh, coming with the news again. <laughs> so I remember um, I had planned my launch Um for the 24th and it was like this it was is it gonna happen is it isn't it going is it not going to and it was meant to be physical coming together and, okay and then I I just felt strongly to still proceed but do it virtually and actually doing it virtually opened up the, the more opportunities for people from abroad to attend online of course yeah You're so I have no regrets yeah it's uh, honestly really yeah Ooh. So it's almost a year now then, it's almost next month. Yeah, yeah. I'm so proud of myself because, I, it, listen, I never, I never had any aspirations to be an entrepreneur, okay? Right. Um, and I don't think being an, an entrepreneur is for everybody. Okay. Right? And so, <laughs> so I, all, I, all I know is that I want to be a coach and I enjoy coaching. Mm. However, if you're going to be a coach and do it successfully, you need to get your head around the business. Mm, right. Yeah. So that's what I have a coach for. I've had a coach for just to help with that side of things because I'm limited. I've always worked for other people. So I've right. always been an employee. Uh-huh. You know? so, and it's a different mindset. It's a different mindset from being an yeah. employee to like, I'm the boss. Like, um, you know, I think, what's his name? Jay-Z's like, everyone wants to be the boss until like, you know, uh, it's, it's time, time to pay. pay. Yeah. yeah, it's time to do. <laughs> it's time to do the big things and make the decisions. Um, and actually, I think it, like it, it would be interesting to find, like, to know what were your challenges. What were the challenges that you faced in like 
stepping into this role but as you said like I, I didn't aspire to be an entrepreneur but no. here I am and what were some of the failures like that you were just like ah um, this hasn't worked <laughs> this well <ain't> <laughs> I, I, I feel like what the the era that we're in uh, this whole social media thing right I'm not doing myself down I'm just being honest with you yeah. I'm 48 I'm gonna be 49 next month come, come on, on. Looking well, great. I know I look good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Asian water. <laughs> Asian water. <laughs> that water. Yes. Yeah, so um, I think my original approach would have been, I'm going to send an email, like a mail shot. So I'm going to, I'm going to do this, do that. And then you're in this, this um, time and, and, and where. Different game media, now. Yeah. Like, so that has been a major challenge for me because I, I had a Facebook account for years, but I just skylark with it. I don't, you know. Skylark. Skylark. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this whole thing about, I didn't even know that you could have a normal Instagram account and an Instagram business and you've got the analytics and the this mm. one and every tick tick. Um, <laughs> Everyday every Instagram adding something oh, new. New features. Right. Right. So, so I've had to get help on the marketing side of things and marketing in a way that is relevant for this day and age. Yeah. Um, even things like, I don't even know how to do reels properly because you feel mm. like, oh, this is the, this is the latest thing. I better mm. on it. Mm. So I extend my reach and oh, it, I, that side of things I found difficult. And I still, <laughs> still up to the other day, I put something about um, an, a speaking engagement that I have and um, I put the link, I, I'm like, uh, put the caption. And then I put, here's the link if you want to join. And then a friend had to <laughs> to say, yeah, Liv, they can't click There's on no that. There's no link. <laughs> <laughs> just letters, babe, just letters. Oh, I just, but I don't, I actually, you know, when it talks about, you talk about failing out loud, I have no problem with imperfect action. Okay. okay. Yes. Doing yeah. something. At least I'm trying. So when I did my first video, <laughs> or like put my first picture, and I get my young friend telling me, like Alia would tell me, "Live your head's cut off in this," or or, <laughs> or the angle. Like I remember, I did my. I think I did a live, and I had the angle, angle the wrong, uh, the camera the wrong angle, and I'm like, "Ooh, uh, I could see just double chin and boobage," you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this Boobage. is boobage. you know and I'm like yeah that, that's not that's not working for me so I am learning all the time but I can laugh at myself I don't go oh my gosh I made a mistake everyone's gonna laugh at me I don't care yeah. I care as in like you want to come across as professional but I am learning so now I know make sure the angle is right I've even had people help me with this ring light business oh oh yeah <laughs> my and yeah. tripod. tripod. <laughs> wow, Liv, you're not playing no more. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, yeah this, so the things, your question was around my failings and challenges. I think, um, hmm, what, it's not a failing so much, but when I first set up the business, I was convinced that I was meant to serve plus size women only. And I, I know that there weren't, that, that when I did my research, there weren't many coaches specifically working with plus size women. Okay. So 
everything I did in terms of my website, my images, my marketing materials, even my strap, my strap line, tagline. Yeah, that's right. was all about around size. But then I had this revelation and, and Hannah actually was part of this where, you know, we're talking about not just, I think it was a question around not just working with plus size women. And then mm. it reminded me that, hello, I actually had three dreams, consecutive nights, where I felt God was showing me different types of women that need coaching and, and mm-hmm. do and they were right. plus size. I'm like, what? And then I was speaking at an event um, in, in June, it was last year, talking about what I do and all that. And it was a mixed audience of, of women. And this woman at the end said, I don't care about, you know, this plus size business. I want to work with you. <laughs> How can I work with you? Love and that. Then, then someone prophetically said, someone I respect said, what makes you think that you were only meant to work yeah. with plus size women? Yeah. And then she said, oh, she said, she said, I believe that working with plus size women was the start because you needed to build momentum. Yeah. And then from that momentum, yeah. work with other women. And exactly as she said it, that's what's unfolding for me in the business. Right. So I have a, a, a tiny percentage of women who are plus size, but I work with all kinds of women, different shapes and sizes, you know, mm-hmm. and it's all about helping them to courageously go after what they want. And it's not limited to plus size women. Yeah. I, have my, I have my plus size community that I've created that I love so much called Curvy Combo. And that's a private Facebook group. And I serve them. Plug, shameless plug. Hmm? Come on, shameless plug. That's no, what it is there. But yeah, Curvy Combo. Plug it. Plug it away. <laughs> plug it. Um, and I am able to, uh, you know, that was created to be like to hold space for plus size women and any issues that are relevant to plus size women. But even in that, I remember one occasion um, I was talking to my coach and I was saying, I feel like I'm running out of plus size issues to talk about. And she said to me, she said to me, because I did, um, I did a session called boobs and bras. Um, so it, it was talking about, yes, you can have big boobs. Maybe you don't want to talk about it, but big boobs. <laughs> um, the fact that, you know, you can get pretty bras if you're larger, all those kind of things. Um, we did health from a larger woman's perspective. There's even things like smear tests. We went there about smear tests, yeah. talked about healthy relationships, being a larger woman and things that play through your mind. And if you're being fetishized and so many topics, but I was, I felt like I was running out of things that were specific to plus size women. So my coach just said, why don't you just ask the women what topics they want to cover? And, you know, when I asked them, the topics that they came out with was nothing to do with their size. So I'm like, what? Right. Yeah, it's so interesting. That's why I've opened it up now to, um, like, sessions. You see the clothes? Like, I've opened it up. Um, not the membership, but certain our meetups once a month. If, if it's a topic, I think, open to anybody. I just let other people um, join in. Um, but, yeah, so I get to do that. I still get to work specifically with plus-size women within that community, but not necessarily with the coaching. And I don't have expectations that all of the plus size women I work with are going to become clients. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it just, this again, just sort of makes me think about the whole limiting beliefs thing again, is right. that even, even though, you know, it was a good thing, you know, that you're working with 
plus size women you know that was that's what you thought this was about Mm. even in that we can still be limiting ourselves you know even now that you've taken that leap we're still like well you know this is and and I'm presuming you know it was plus size women because also that's what you know that's your experience yes comfort in that I can I can speak from this from a place of you know authority because I know this life, but yes. actually, can I speak to other women who, you know, don't face these same sort of challenges? Mm-hmm. But there are so many things I think that we face that are so similar than, mm-hmm. and, you know, and those things sum up are, are, are much more than what make us different. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I can totally see because I remember that conversation. I was sitting in your yard and I was <laughs> like, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Can, yeah. can anyone be part of this? Or <laughs> yeah, and it was such a good move to make, um, even business wise. So, so what I'm doing from a business perspective is just trying to make sure that my messaging reflects the fact that I, that people understand that I, you know, I work with all all Fantastic. sorts of women. It's just Fantastic. around their courage and going after what they want really i love that and i know that um obviously you did say you started off it was like a plus size um model um a, a plus size people that's what you were kind of looking at um, mm-hmm. and that actually a lot of us have similar um and the fact that none of them were just like my issue isn't about my weight i'm, I'm, ta- I'm going to talk about my self-esteem i want to talk about whatever else do you know what i mean that i'm going what's going on um but what like you, I think you started in that place as well because you wanted to bring some positivity into yeah. that area. Mm. Start, you know, um, allowing people to be like, this is you and your, like being your best self, your full self. You can live your best life and, you know, all that kind of stuff and embracing your body. How yes. has that journey been for you? Like embracing that journey of like, I like loving myself, at whatever size yeah. being positive and it not being not fake positivity either no. just like do you know, do you know what I mean it's yeah. just being like I, I'm, I'm good like with who I am yeah. so I would say that <laughs> you name it I've tried it in terms of weight loss okay so Slimming World Weight Watchers Overeaters Anonymous and yes you do have to say my name is Olivia Pitt and I I'm an overeater. You do have to say really? Yes. You have to say that at the beginning of every meeting. You do have the 12-step program. You do have a sponsor. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that was a thing, did you? Exactly as you see it on TV for AA, NA, etc. It's the same. It's just that it's about emotional overeating. Yeah. So I've done it all. I've had, I've, I've taken pills. I've, you know. Anyway, there was one year, it might've been 2018, I set myself a goal because I set, I set goals for every area of my life where I want to see change. So I said, I want to be whatever size. I said, I want to be a da 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 da. And I was reducing weight. And I remember, I, oh wait, I think I said I wanted to be size 16 or size 18. I've never been that size since teenage, being a teenager. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I, I started off um, at size 28, 30, started dropping size. I got around size 24. And I remember, so I wasn't at my target, the target I set out for myself. And, and I remember that moment when I was like, I'm not even at size 16 or 18, but I actually, I feel, I feel great about myself. Mm, mm. And uh, also being able to look at my naked body and not be repelled. Okay. I, I'm telling you, I, I, I am not lying when I say to you, 
when I look at myself, right, I wink at myself every day. <laughs> I think I'm nice. I know I'm nice. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so, and even then, you know, with the yo-yo dieting, sometimes you go up, you go down. Yeah. Even um, up to, at the beginning of this year, when I reached a certain weight uh, or size, and um, I remember taking pictures of myself and posting it to my Kirby Convo community. And I said to them, I feel no less, I don't love myself any less than when I was four dress sizes um, smaller. No, no, four stone lighter, two dress sizes smaller. I, I, and, and that, to know that that was my truth and yeah. I wasn't thinking it, that was yes. massive. I'm like, Liv, you really have come a long way. I have posted, um, I've done blog posts about um, like in summertime when um, typically women hide, like I've got large arms. I've, I've, I've been to places where you get children and adults staring at my arms, but coming to a, a place where I've got large arms, get over it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and thanking God for the strength in my arms, the fact that I can do <laughs> the, the, you know, carry heavy groceries. Yes. I love, I love the tops of, well, it's not video, but I love the tops of my arm. I, I just think, oh, um, my shoulders, I'm like, hmm. I sometimes gaze on my skin when I see the sheen on the tops of my shoulders. I go, girl, Ooh, yes. And so honestly, I, I just love, I love my body. I do what I, I do in, in that self-love. Yeah. I, when I got my, uh, I got some recent results that said that my, blood sugar levels were high and I was pre-diabetic. Um, and okay. because I love myself, I'm like, okay, all right, Liv, you've had your fun. <laughs> Christmas gone long time. Let's rain it in, let's rain right. it in. Right. It's time to rain it in. And um, so I changed, uh, changed my eating choices, my food choices. And also, um, uh, because of COVID, I, I was struggling with breathlessness and that made me stop because I was scared to exercise. And then it became a bit of demotivation, but I was like, no, but I actually used to love, I had that morning routine of getting up Monday to Friday, do my half an hour in the morning, I get up at 5.20 to do it, do my exercise. That's the norm for me. It, Amazing. It for a long time. Um, I used to get up, I used to do Monday to Friday swimming get to the swimming baths for seven o'clock. I did it for two years straight, okay? So I guess my point is loving, loving myself includes loving what I see, but also doing what I need to do to feel good, to feel healthy or, yes. or to, you know what I mean? So those numbers yes. of blood sugar and I don't have any bad cholesterol or anything like that because I had tests on everything recently. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just, and, and it, it, it came, it, it was a decision I made to love myself and accept who I am. And I, I really am on a mission to get women to, don't wait until you're a certain weight to love yourself or yeah. see certain numbers on the scales to think, oh, I'm good now. Or right. when I see uh, that label in the back of my dress that says I'm under size 20 or whatever. No, no, I, my best friend who isn't even, she's not, she's slim. She, she, like, she's schooling me and telling me, like, you know, sometimes I've in the past felt a bit embarrassed if I've had to size up. She's like, who cares what's in the back, the label? Right. Is it what you look in that outfit? I didn't know that. I, I was like, 
yeah, but I feel, yeah, but it says size 28 or it's it like, it doesn't matter, does it? No. Huh? I, I was telling Hannah that this, was it this summer? I was, we was having that conversation where I was just like, you, wear, wear what fits you. Yes. yes. And, and you feel confident. Wear whatever fits you, doesn't matter what size it is. Wear what fits you and you'll feel your most, your best self. Right. Absolutely. I am constantly saving on Pinterest, um, you know, plus size women who just, they're rocking crop tops, you know, and skinny jeans and I'm saving them. And then they're bigger than I am, but they just look fantastic because they wear what fits them. Yes. And it's so and important. Confident. And they're confident with yes. it. Self-love, self-care that whole journey is very expensive in terms of time and money and effort if it's not actually um if it's all coming from um, an external sort of drive it can't be hung on anything external really can it like it needs to be you and I love that you were saying that um you put on four stones you put on you went up two dress sizes you looked at yourself and you were like I don't love myself any less. I don't. Even even if I'm going to, you know, yes, you've had these tests now and it's, you know, shown some things that you can, that therefore, have, you know, pushed you to make some changes. It's be not because I you don't love your who you are at your size. Again, like you said, this is driven because you want good health. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and it goes back to, and I want to ask you this question, like, can, do you feel, I feel like you've kind of answered it already, but do you feel that you can be, a large person and be healthy because I think that sometimes we link um, weight to being that meaning that that person is unhealthy. But you've just spoken about getting up, going swimming before the crack of dawn. More than the average person. I don't do that. I absolutely don't do that. Yeah, but that's why that's why I don't I don't watch other people. I know what's what's good for me. For, so for me, if so there's certain signs you get to know your body. If you're getting breathless, like from doing something really like that, that shouldn't really be making you breathless. So speaking for myself or if my joints are aching, um, you know, and the fact that the, about the blood sugar level and all of that, those are things that have made me go, okay, I need to do something different. But I believe that whatever your size, you can have a measure of health yeah. that is right for you. So I follow, I follow plus size, um, fitness instructors um that you know hashtag help at every size you know that kind of thing mm -hmm. um you've got larger women that run marathons that go hiking do all sorts yeah. you know people just a lot of people just make assumptions they think that larger women literally just sit down all day shoving pizza Eating. into their mouth and, mm -hmm. and that's not that's not the case do you know what the thing is um there's um a lady what was her name from Quavo's girlfriend, Sweetie. Sweetie, yeah. 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 She was um she was doing these like TikTok or reels or whatever where she was like um making noodles, ramen noodles, um adding Cheetos, um and then adding cheese, and she was just like, "This is how you eat it" or whatever. And what yeah. I always find interesting in the comments, no one's ever going, "What about your health? What hmm. are you doing?" Because she's a slimmer woman, right? She takes a, a picture and you know that kind of aesthetic that was happening on Insta where it's just like all of these really thin women eating pasta mm. or stuffing their face with a burger and stuff like that. No one goes to them, oh, what about your health? Yeah. The way we feel as a society that we have the right to chime mm. in on 
people's body image like Lizzo Lizzo says that she wants to have the detox where she literally was like I'm drinking smoothies I've had a bit of a crazy Christmas I've yeah. eaten a lot just wanted to have a little bit of a cleanse and the backlash yeah. she yeah. got wow. on, like on both ends yes yeah. was, was like why do we police women's bodies this way and also mm-hmm. specifically women who are um, are larger or plus mm-hmm. size and also I just online the way that black women's bodies are policed is mm. something that it, it infuriates me every day mm. but that that kind of side by side seeing like lizzo doing a detox and here's like sweetie eating ramen noodles with you know uh, uh you know Cheetos and cheese wow and what mm. yeah and yeah and there's mm. there are yeah. double standards there's double absolutely standards. Our, yeah. our perspective of health is really skewed because it's it's based on what we can see you know it's based on external things you know that oh if you're slim if you're a size 10 then you're automatically healthy Mm. and it's these things that are are so triggering and and I think can you know be root causes of a lot of you know eating disorders and stuff and it it, it again just rolls back to the whole we can't we can't look um externally for Mm. validation we we really can't it's interesting because even in health, um, when I when I um, I recently had something that was troubling me with my 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 health, and and, I, and again I think Google <laughs> put me in a situation. I was like imagining oh, all Googling. the. I know. Step away from Google. Oh, I'm always anyway, doing that. Always. I took myself. I took myself down to the hospital to have test. Um, I I thought I thought I thought I was having problems with my heart. Okay, and. Um, because my arm was feeling strange and I was getting heartburn. I don't normally get heartburn. It must be my heart. Went down to the hospital. I actually did a list of all the tests that they that they did because obviously if they you say the word heart, immediately they, you know, yeah. they spring into action. So I don't blame them. But what was comforting for me was, I'm telling you, I had blood tests, MRI, um, CT scan, ECG. Mm. All, all kind of tests I had that I, I was booked into the mini stroke clinic Whoa. so they could check. Yes, all of that. Blood pressure, blood pressure tests, sitting and standing on both arms. That must have been scaring. I had it in terms of tests. And the only, and, and the fact that the guy, the, the consultant was reeling off all the things that indicated, well, there's no blockage in your arteries, your cholesterol is it. So he was saying all these things yeah. that were actually fine there was nothing mm. wrong with me and um and I know that somebody if you see my weight for example written down you think oh my gosh that's the reason yeah, morbidly obese oh my gosh and and I think the one of the doctors that's examined me initially I think she thought oh let's see if it was a mini stroke and she actually said to be honest with you um, it's because of you know of your weight and the risk factors associated with weight that I think you should um, you know get checked out. It was nothing to do with that. You know, I probably mm. just heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe my arm was cold because I was sitting next to a window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I yeah, people do make assumptions. Yes, yes. I used to go to I used to go to um, the studio. I used to do four sessions of. Um, circuits so hit um sessions four times I loved I loved it I loved it 
and people would make assumptions, I believe, about what I was capable of. Yeah. You know, in terms of, yes, the, I, I haven't, I've got bad knees. Okay. That's happened over the years. So you'd have to have certain, what do you call it? Modifications and stuff. So mm-hmm. I had to be on the floor doing the, the beetle thing or, you know, the, the bicycle, you know, mm-hmm. then like this circle. <laughs> the beetle she said I would make sure oh dead bug that was one that's hard I would make sure that that station was near to something that I could you know actually hold on to to get up right right right. I'm attacking those um battle ropes and flipping over that tire yes right and and I loved it I used to I I was the one I was the one I used to get teased about this but I think whatever I'm just being myself I will sing between stations I'll sing between them because I am joyful at what my body can do I'm like I did that when I used to you know that weighted ball when you do the the slam dunk yeah 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 and I remember when I started I could out of mercy I could only do the, the 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 initial thing and then I was like, watch me, watch me now. But <laughs> I'm slowing it down. What's next? Come on. You know. Yeah. Love that. Love it. Yeah. And and I it's so important to me to model that kind of you are large. It doesn't mean that you and, and the other thing is I don't need anybody to accompany me anywhere. I I was the I would go to the gym by myself, swimming by myself. I never had this hang up about oh my gosh, you know, I'm scared to, to attend sessions by myself. No, going, going there, go my hardest, go hard, sweat, you know, wink at yourself in the mirror when you catch your reflections. <laughs> I did that. Okay, oh. no, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about this, Liv, because honestly, the, the, I, I need you to break down. Where was the shift? What happened? You mentioned how being a youngster, you were sort of riddled with insecurity and low um self-esteem what switched what 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 has changed I think what's changed I think it's the work I was doing on myself and and the whole thing about limiting beliefs the counseling the um I experienced a burnout um in 2014 and I was advised by my pastor back then to attend counseling. That's where that whole counseling thing began. Mm-hmm. And I believe that things like that, like really dealing with stuff that's underneath the surface, um, helped me to p- perceive myself in a different way. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know if I could pinpoint an exact moment. <laughs> Actually, yes, I can. It just had a flash. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember what year it was. Li- li- it's literally a flash. I was at my brother's house and uh, I was about to have a shower naked. And um, I remember- Naked. <laughs> well, we, we hope so. <laughs> that's that's, that's true. The bathroom. And um, hey, he has a mirror directly opposite the loo. And I had a little wee wee, too much information. And as I got up, <laughs> is this going to have a rate of a, a warning rating when it comes out? Oh, girl. It's just a wee wee. And when I got up, I, I, I got up and I caught myself in, I saw myself in the mirror. And I remember not, that was a moment I didn't feel repelled by what I saw. I can't even tell you what year it was, but I noticed 
that I didn't go, ooh, or I didn't like try to dodge. Yeah. 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 So I wasn't like, I I didn't go to some kind of, you know, you get them um, like, uh, retreats where you come back and you're like, yes, now new woman. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. It just it happened, um, and I, I think it's maybe it's my faith, maybe it's God, maybe it's I don't know. It's a combination of things, but I I held on to that, and I never, I don't think anything has happened to make me feel less than beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> mm. yeah. But working on me and up here, it's up here. It has to start from within, you yeah. know? Like that, um, I know it's not the same context, but that song, that Lauren Hill song, how are you gonna win when you ain't right within? You know yeah. that bit? Yeah, yeah no, you absolutely. right within, you know? Yeah. And it, it carries on from there. And I also am I'm conscious of what I digest digitally Come on. spiritually all yeah. those right. very conscious and i am ruthless right so if there's anybody that i follow or used to follow who whose images or messages niggled me or i'm like mm, that doesn't sit right with me i have <laughs> the choice to unfollow yeah you yeah. know i don't it's not that my mental health how i feel about myself is so important to me that i have to guard it yes you do and you don't realize these things are affecting you and then I'm like no I I now I'm very selective um about who I follow um who I listen to the books that I listen to because I'm more of an audio person yeah and and, uh, yeah you've got to you've it has to matter so much to you it has to be so important to you that you're like whatever you you can do to protect that your your you, you you have to do it. I love that. I love that. Um, and also, Sarah, as you were saying, it is absolutely about boundaries. Like, this is so important, isn't it, to have those boundaries set and have them in place. And only you can set them and enforce them and, and stick with that. And like, and I think the only way you'll really do that, again, sort of what I was trying to say earlier, that you can't be fake with yourself. Again, you can't set fake boundaries and accept, expect, expect, what am I trying to say expect expect them to stick um Mm -hmm. you it has to really matter to you like the penny needs to really drop in your mind that I am worth this that this is my value and anything that wants to attack that um is you know it can't it can't be tolerated you've got to be ruthless and I recognize also, um, it's, I think we learned this in coaching, it's the, the push and pull situation where um, I know from my past, the decisions that I made, the mistakes that I made, choices I made as a result of not loving myself sufficiently. Yeah. And so I am repelled by that, not condemned, not guilty, not ashamed, but I am conscious because of how I used to feel about myself, this is how I allowed this situation to happen. This person in my life, mm. the damage, the damage, you know, the scars. Yeah. And so because of, of that, I'm like, so I know what I need to do now. Because, yeah. you know, if you, if you know better, do better. So I am yeah. doing better by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like there's something mm. around a boundary that has, that, um, that really 
has been a, a big lesson for me as well. And as uh, Hannah said, it's about, you have to honor your boundaries. And even if people take it personally, I've come to that realization where it's like, this isn't about you. It's definitely it's about me. Yeah. About right. So if you're going to take it personally, that sounds like a personal problem. It's not my <laughs> problem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, you spoke about burnout. And I feel like burnout happens because of a real lack yes. of boundaries. Yes. And also for me, uh, when I burn out as well, it's also linked to, uh, you know, the need for validation to be all things to all men. Yes. Um, <laughs> and um, I've had some times where I've had to step down, even in certain things that um, to do with church, because I felt guilty. Um, I was just like, oh, no, you know, you have to, I have to serve at church. Like, everyone has to be a servant. You have to be, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, I did it to the point where I'm just like, God, I'm done. I'm empty. Mm. I'm going through the um, same old, same old. I don't even think I'm hearing you anymore. Mm. I don't even feel like I'm feeling you in church because everything I'm doing is pouring out, serving, running up and down, wanting to be seen, doing this, being active, being busy. And it and it's being like, and you can almost fool yourself into being like, I'm doing the good thing. I'm doing yeah. the right thing here. Yeah. I was raised, and this is no fault of, of my auntie, but um, I have always been a child who could do a lot, as in like, I was multi-talented, multi-skilled, okay? And my auntie used to say, um, Olivia, to whom much is expected, much is, no, to whom much is given, given. much is required. And I, I actually, twi- I think that became twisted in my head. I received that as, because I am capable of a lot of things, I should volunteer, hold my hand up and say, yes, I'll do it, yes, I'll do it, yes, I'll do it. And, and especially at, at church, um, I felt that also because I was single most yeah. of that time. Yeah. I ain't got yeah. no children to go home and put to bed. Right. I ain't got no man, got no husband to go home and cook for. Right. So, it's, it's, so I told myself, I shouldn't even like be saying no because whatever you know single yeah so I've got all the time in the world yes I did that to myself I did that to myself because I felt I had to perform I also thought I had to keep doing 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 in order for God to approve of me and it was when I reached bound when I reached burnout and I I actually physically couldn't do anything because I was in a responsible management position as well as being in leadership in mm. church so it wasn't like I wasn't a bench warmer or whatever you want to call it it's like whatever I was in I'm in it and I'm taking the lead I you know in my professional life I was always the boss the manager the leader whatever and I was doing all this and neglecting my my health really back-to-back meetings so you could have a full day at work and then oh then we've got council meeting or something to do with church yeah and I thought I had to do it all do it all and um because otherwise I wouldn't be pleasing to God and it was in counseling and actually my counselor was a a, a pastor what so for me it was I found it refreshing that my my counselor was a Christian never mind being a pastor (laughs) said that he talked to me about being instead of doing Mm. and I'm like, what? What do you mean just being? It's and when word. I stepped down from everything, I, when I burnt out, I took a sabbatical three months, um, stepped away from everything. And 
in the midst of that, I, I was like, so you mean, you, you mean that God loves me even though I'm not leading this? Okay. the worship you've passed i i couldn't get my head around that like yeah. what I'm, I'm literally just being and that's enough that blew my mind that emoji with the head blown down <laughs> how crazy is it that that blew your mind but jesus when the first encounter that we see about jesus in like the gospels is when he is being baptized by john the baptist and the heavens opened mm-hmm. and god said this is my son in whom i am well pleased and this is before yeah. jesus done any miracle. he wasn't healing nobody wow he wasn't moving no mountains he was just being oh. Just being. Oh. Oh. we don't preach that we don't no. preach that you know what in your being you're, there's 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 um there's glory in you in you being in being just being just myself. whether whether that's single whether that's large whether that's slim whether that's black whether that's woman being versus doing and <laughs> we are get we get so consumed and this is something it has uh, um, challenged me a lot where I'm just like and I think the pandemic helped uh, brought this up for me because I literally felt like a lot of us realize that pr- being productive isn't the be all and end all of life. That's not what you can hang your worth on anymore, on being like, I have to continually pr- be producing, doing, active. I need to learn five languages, build an empire, do all of this within a pandemic. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, actually, can you just be? Because actually yeah. this is, we're doing life in a, in a time where we, no one has ever experienced it before. And in this kind of pause, a lot of things have come up to the surface of people. Mm. When they have to question, do some inward gazing and look at some of the things. And, and even just some, a lot of us have learned to be alone with ourselves, alone mm. with our thoughts in a real way, you know? Mm. And there's something about the being versus doing that I'm like, yeah, not talked about enough. And I think, and- I do think, to interrupt you there, sorry, Sarah, but like, I do, it's reminding me of, you know, we spoke about it in our New Year episode about the the movie Soul we watched. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Liv. It's on um, Disney Plus streaming service. Oh, okay. girl um hannah can give you a login who knows maybe i'll just share the share the login with your girl but (laughs) i am honestly that movie we watched it christmas day and it's just really stuck with me and it does touch a lot on this i'm it just keeps coming to mind as you are talking about the human being and i know this is something sarah you've mentioned a lot of times you know we we are actually called human beings not human doing (laughs) sometimes it's right there in front of you Honestly, on the tip of your nose tip of your tongue right in front of your eyes I just I don't know why we make life hard I don't know why we make life hard for ourselves but it's it reminds me in the movie because it's like I think I think it, it comes back to things like purpose you know it, we, we seem to hang our purpose on doing on activity but actually the fact that we're here is a sense of purpose the fact that we're living and being in ourselves, loving ourselves, and then from that overflow, loving others too, that's purpose. And it makes me, um, it reminds me, Liv, you know, you've spoken about how, um, you've spoken to us in the past about how you felt, and maybe you can just share on that, you know, how you felt you knew what your purpose was. And then actually, this is, now, now you're a life coach you know and I think probably out of you know all the burnout and just being yes. like you know what let me stop yeah, yeah anyway you yeah. speak you, you talk oh, yes because 
So I actually have been in, I was involved with youth work from the age of 21. So that's like in terms of jobs, voluntary work. Mm. And then I became a youth pastor. I did that for 14 years. And if you had asked me um, probably six years ago, what is your purpose in life, Liv? I would, I would have said, you know, to help young people fulfill their potential, blah, 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 which was very honorable and was the truth, my truth for many years. However, you're right. When I experienced my burnout and I had that period of um, the, the, the sabbatical, mm-hmm. it was during that time. And then when I was choosing to spend time in a healing environment where I was almost starting from scratch. I was in a community of women, a sisterhood, where I could just be me and just be live, not praise and worship leader, pastors council member, youth pastor, any of those things, I'm just live, right? Got yeah. back to basics. I got back to basics about who I am at my core um, and my design, my identity. And it was in that, in that space that I... I the grace for working with young people, as much as I love them, and I still did a, uh, a my job, my day job with young yes, people. Yes, yeah. But in terms of my purpose, there was mm. a shift from working solely with young people um, to serving women, and it was so strong. It was so, such a whoo, and um, yeah, and I was I was saying to you the other day that I was having a time of prayer and the word mm, mm-hmm. repurpose came to me and I was like, Oh, what does that mean? Let me, that was, that's an occasion where Google is your friend. Yeah, yes. Sometimes Google <laughs> is your sister. Occasion. Sometimes so it's your sister. What the word repurpose meant. And it's something that it's used for a specific purpose. So it's about like repurposing content, for example, like digital yeah. content and you can use it for something else. So all of my skills, my expertise, my knowledge, my, you know, my designer, whatever, I could use it for, to work with women and yes. I had a full toolkit. So it didn't mean that I was um, double-minded or, mm. you know, have you gone off track? No, I did what I had to do. I, I did what I had to do during that time and that season. Mm. But now in this season, I know it's about women. And I'm mm-hmm. very clear about that. And, and God has just, I, I feel his blessing on me. I feel anointed I actually feel it surging through me, um, my gifting, my uh, the flow when I'm coaching women. I, I can't even describe it to you because I know that what I'm doing is aligned with what his purposes are for me. Purposes, mm-hmm. 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 plural. Mm-hmm. Come on, come purposes, on. Yes, underline that because yeah, we are that. multifaceted beings. Yes, you know, and we don't have to have one purpose. I don't know why maybe because we speak of it in a singular you know what's your purpose and maybe we need to start adding that additional s to it you know what are your purposes because even that could be liberating Mm. it can many things yeah and you know in saying that like I think we I think you said this to me Hannah where you're just like a lot of us 
think about purposes as one thing because we see people like LeBron James or Beyonce yeah. or Tiger Woods and they are famous because of that one thing that they do really, really well. Yeah. So everyone thinks that that's their purpose. They're definitely walking in their gifting. They're definitely walking in their talent, like their, their zone of genius. But the thing is, so like now, um, everyone's like Beyonce is just sitting back and chilling. And of late, I follow people that she obviously is connected with or whatever. And she's sending people honey from her farm. She has a farm and she has like bees and she's now send, sending people honey. And what? She sent someone else like hibiscus tea from her farm. That what? She and I'm literally like, so the thing is, you guys, we see Beyonce as this thing. She yes. is a star, mega star, global star singer. But what you're telling me is that she's also a bee, a honey oh, harvester. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. She's purposes. It can yeah. be and also it can be different things in different seasons I love how you said how the grace you know there was a grace for it and then we moved on certain seasons call for a shift in what we need to be giving our attention to and sometimes I feel like some of us feel so frustrated because we're flogging a dead horse and we've beaten at this thing and the grace for it has gone it's long gone do you know what I mean Solomon where it's just like the spirit left him when the spirit left him and he kept trying to be king and he was like, it's David's turn. Like, mm. you're still fighting this thing. You're trying to make this thing work. And a lot of us, we, we want to stick with that thing because it's always been preached as purpose. It's one thing. Yeah. So we feel like we've attached ourselves to this one thing that we're like, this, I'm good at this. This yeah. must be my that does not mean it must be your purpose because you're good at that one thing. Yeah. And the whole reframing of that, that is, that I'm, is. I'm yeah as well yeah. because I think again it just speaks to you know Pete you know you were talking about sort of celebrities and whatnot and I just kept thinking of like Marcus Rashford who I just I just absolutely adore, you know <laughs> but like honestly he needs to run for prime minister he's already got my vote I'm not even I'm not even playing <laughs> but it just makes me think that sometimes again we we also connect purpose with whatever you're known for you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And that's, again, not it. Just because you're known for something, again, doesn't necessarily mean it's your life's purpose or your yeah. only purpose. That's you it. know, like Marcus could sit down and say, well, I'm a footballer. I'll leave politics to politicians and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, but, but when something's on your heart, when you're passionate about it, when it connects, I think that our, our purpose is, and oftentimes this is taught, but I think forgotten, but our purposes really click where where we come to an understanding or this enlightenment of there's something that I can offer to this problem as a mm. solution. Yes. Mm. It's not necessarily just because, oh, I'm talented at, b- at football and whatnot. So therefore mm. that's my purpose. But actually there are some problems in the world that my heart just goes towards. Like, I just want to make sure that kids have food yeah. over the holidays look how effective he's been like because he was like that he he could connect with it on such a personal level because it was like he was like that was my story and was like I'm just gonna use my voice and probably didn't even think that it would have ever yeah you know I mean and rallying like the nation and stuff like that and there's, there's something you said about purpose sorry I have to kind of bring it back to the church is that when we talk about purpose being one thing and thinking that it is one thing or the one thing that you are good at I feel like there was a lot of for me, maybe, that the whole talk around purpose in church was to be like, your purpose here is not 
to meet Jesus and, you know, have a, an abundant life that he is, you know, that he died for and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of here, you're here to get married. You have to position yourself to be seen, to be liked, to be loved, to be whatever. Um, mm. And eventually you're going to get married and then, you're, you know, you've kind of fulfilled your purpose as a Christian. And it it was never said in that way, but it was kind of like, you're here, you should, this is, these are the things that as a woman, you know, you should be aspiring to. I found it hard even for me to be like, I'm going to be a woman in ministry because I was just like, can't see it. Don't have, don't, don't really see it in a way that I think is yeah. um, healthy. Do you mm. know what I mean? I see, um, you know, the pastor's wives being pushed into positions where I'm just like, some of them are not gifted to preach, but you're pushing them into something. <laughs> because it's, do you know I mean? You're pushing them into something because they're the pastor's wife or whatever. Mm. But um, I just want to, like the purpose about, marriage and how much it's been you know how much it's forced even just on a societal level you know i need to be married by 30 i need to be this by blah 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 blah, blah. and it, it i'm 33 it hasn't happened for me germane thus far and i before i would have been like oh my gosh like this is obviously i'm not hitting the mark i'm not reaching what is supposed to be part of the purpose of my life to be a married woman um uh, as society tells me as the church reinforces as everyone's kind of why are you still single you know um but then I think about the fact that Jesus was the single was single and right. and fulfilled purpose mm-hmm. yeah. fulfilled all of his purposes and was single yeah, yeah I want to ask I want to ask you both a very um direct question being okay. that being that you know Sarah what you were just talking about there you know you're 33 and um you're not married and Liv you shared you know you're about to be 49 next month Mm -hmm. and you're also single um do you feel or had you felt and now do not feel but did you feel that you had failed because of that because of the fact that you're not you're you're single women and you're not in a relationship, you're not married by, you know, you, you know, I think now it should be, you know, if you're, as soon as you hit that, I don't know what it is, but as soon as a woman moves from 29 into 30, it's like, what are you doing? You need yeah. to get serious about your life. Yeah. Did, did that, did that bring a sense of failure to you guys? For me, um, I felt, hmm, Failure. I felt resent resentment uh, towards God mm-hmm. about the fact that I wasn't married. I felt and I felt resentful because I f- I was trying to live my life a certain way. You know, the whole celibacy thing. You know, serving, serving, serving at church, etc. And right. um, spending I just thought, all your single time in the church. Right, giving, just giving, and then I'm like what and then obviously as youth pastor you you see for me it was seeing young people um you know get older from being teenagers to young adults then to you know getting married having families and stuff and and there was I still single you know nothing was happening for me that was really hard yeah Uh, and and you you start you I, I did have moments of thinking well what's wrong with me yeah. what's wrong with me come on yeah you know and and <laughs> I think we talked about this before Sarah but you you know you you start to try and rationalize things or maybe God needs to um work on certain still working on me 
Yeah, maybe maybe I'm not displaying the fruit of the spirit. Maybe I need to work on my patience more. Maybe, all, all them kind of things go through your mind, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm so glad I'm over that now. And I'm, I'm really happy. I'm happily single. Genuinely, I'm not faking it. I genuinely am single. I ain't looking for no man. If if a man won't come my way, he, he just got to go through a number of... um. <laughs> <laughs> in order to get to me and lord blind them until the right the time is right yeah. um yeah so I'm, I'm i'm over it as in like if it happens in the future that's fine but if it doesn't i am enough Ooh, no, 100%. 100%. that's where i'm at what about you sarah um i think for me it was i don't know if it was a failure it was more of um i could definitely relate to feeling resentment especially when you're just like uh, the good girl narrative. I've lived that, did that. What, what? I can write the book on that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like as much as possible, you know, even just the, uh, like, I used to run myself into like condemnation and guilt and shame around anything that I was just like, no, cause I, I'm definitely trying to live this pious, pure kind of life. Um, because also that is how, you know, women and are policed in society and it's still, yeah. and it, as well and and I took that on I took that as a personal thing like I was like I have to I'm going to I'm doing all of these things I'm living right where's my reward surely my reward Mm. is going to be a godly man or a marriage or a relationship and that not coming out I that's why that resentment thing I definitely looked at God and was just like so what's happening because no shade I'm seeing people that yeah they could still they could go through a couple rounds of therapy still but they're getting married tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) They, they married and have three kids mm-hmm. you know I mean? and, mm-hmm. and then they and then you told them oh maybe they should go through therapy after they're, they're now married and have kids and everything can you i was just like so you give them grace to be doing mm-hmm. them things in marriage mm-hmm. but me i'm out here single having to do all of this work not yeah. thinking that obviously i'm not ready thinking that i'm broken thinking that there's something um, there's something extra that mm-hmm. i need to do or work for and it, and it kind of spoke to that striving mentality for me of being yeah. like to strive for approval i'm trying to strive for validation i'm trying and that was um so that it kind of fed more into that and just being like uh, you know what marriage i've had to question a lot about actually how i feel about marriage and actually is it just something is it something that i want or something that i feel like is being placed on me um and because yeah. for a lot of worlds, it is it like you know as a, any woman can relate to this that sometimes you do think that way um but yeah, it wasn't necessarily uh, a failure, but it was definitely one of those things where I was just like, I'm those things where people are like, oh, I need to be married by, by the time I'm 30. I never felt that way because our mom got married later as well. Yeah. It was just like, I can, I don't mind getting married later. Yeah. But the, I have been single. I heard this term chronically single and I love it. <laughs> wow. And I was just like, I have been single for a minute. Like, do you know what I mean? Like at least over a decade. And that was it's been a journey of being like, I feel like I was pretending that I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay mm. with it. You know I mean? And then actually having a space where I was just like, actually I'm going, God's going to, God can honor my desire for that. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going to let him have that, like tell him that that's my desire, that that's what I want. Um, mm. And then I'm, I feel like I'm in that space now where I'm literally just like, I am, um, I can feel, I can have that ache, but it's not a need. 
Do you know what I mean mm. it's not I, 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 I need it or I'm not I'm not a full person I'm not a whole person yeah. because of the fact yeah. that I'm just like I've seen how the many ways that God has is is making me a full person do you know what I mean so yeah not so much as um a failure a sense of failure good and I think that I think that like what I'm hearing as well and live especially sort of in your sharing your story and your testimony that <sighs> life is not formulaic like it doesn't there isn't a there isn't a logical you know path to follow it's it's everything it's up and it's down it's mm-hmm. it's health and it's covid it's you know it's all of it it's 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 life it's life and i think mm-hmm. that and maybe this very full circle, but it is all these limited, it just comes back to the, how, I just feel that we've been called for a life of liberation and freedom. Mm. And I think it's so funny that actually in so many ways, you know, society, we feel that actually that's what we're living, but you can see we're so limited in so many things, Definitely. in the way we think, in the way we, we the way we approach things, um, in our, in our understanding of everyone's differences, and it's, we're, 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 it's almost like we're choosing that fight, we're choosing to be bound, mm-hmm. but yet we're wanting to be free, and it's like, it, it, look, the, it's open, it's for you, it's, mm. but it is about doing that, being mindful, doing that work and releasing yourself of certain things, you know, that, yeah, actually marriage is something I want, but what can I do necessarily? You know what I mean? Do I pause my life? Am I not whole? Am I not good? Does it have to be that thing that validates me? And again, you know, it's not any, there's no external thing, even the man of my dreams, even the man, you know, the love of my life, they are not to validate you. They don't cure, relationships don't, marriage, relationships, marriage doesn't cure who you are. It does, it's not going to cure your brokenness or heal your brokenness. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can have someone in your life that maybe like, you know, might be in a marriage and seeing someone love you well, um, gives you a, um, a good example of being like, actually I need to love myself better, but there's still work you have to do. It's not, no relationship I think is supposed to be out here trying to be the one to, um, you know to heal you unless I feel like the one that you have with your creator do you know what I mean because I feel like that's the strongest relationship we can have but I had to reframe a lot of the things that I learned about marriage from the world from the church from things like that where I was literally just like the bible says there's not going to be any marriage in heaven so why are we pushing it so much why do you mean also Jesus wasn't married but lived a full lived in glory or here on earth and yeah marriage isn't the reward of life uninhibited right i mean and that's how i i felt punished if anything that i felt like like singleness was a a punishment at a time and marriage was the reward Mm. i I had to really reshape how i feel about that and break some of the myths around that around singleness around marriage around how i viewed myself as a woman um and that singleness isn't like there is I think I read somewhere it was like marriage is a type of glory, but so, so is singleness. Mm, I like that. Amen, and that's it, right? Like with everything, like there's glory in every stage of our lives, and we okay. need to stop waiting until we're thin, or you know, until we're thirty, or until we're validated on Instagram, or until we get the certificate. You know, we need to live. It it reminds me, you know, live in your story. You started applying what you had. You didn't have the degree. You didn't have the qualifications to coach. Mm. You had your weekender. 
And mm -hmm. from that, you know, the points that you had taken down on your notebook and you started with what you had. And I think there's beauty in that. God loves a trier too, you know, like mm -hmm. live your life, do what you need to do now, rather than constantly waiting for, you know, you know, when, when, when I get married, I'll be able to buy that mm -hmm. property, you know, whatever it might be. There are things in your hand right know. now to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Live. Oh, have kept you. <laughs> but we are so thankful for all the gems that you've dropped Liv thank yeah. you so 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 much and we you've been plugging yourself throughout this whole conversation but where can the people find you <laughs> where so, are you on Instagram where do where where can they find you please <laughs> well on Instagram you can find me under oh, the voice wow. Wow. Let me oh hang on a minute but you wait well how come you're not yeah. using your Bayesian accent anymore <laughs> <laughs> Livy, look up her skirt and throw a big rock. <laughs> you remember that? Oh my goodness, that is I'm honestly. Hear you say that. I'm so proud of your proper bitch. You don't mind, Hannah. Wow, excuse mm. me. You seem to think blue, yellow, and broken trident is going to get you through the knowledge of that. You know what? Let's not do this. Let's not do this now. <laughs> Let's not do this now. We had a wonderful time. We've had anyway, a wonderful time. <laughs> you can find me at Olivia Pitt Coaching on Instagram. I'm also on um, Facebook, all of that. Olivia Pitt on Twitter. I'm all over the place. Just look for Olivia Pitt, really. Yeah. Uh, your Facebook is, uh, is a private group. So you let Curvy Convo is a private group, yes. A Curvy Convo. Okay, great. Olivia, we're really excited. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And we're super excited for what is in store for you and Olivia Pitt coaching mm -hmm. because clearly nothing can stand in your way. So we are excited to see, girl. We're yeah. excited to see you live in your life large. I love it. Um, love it. Love yes. it. Thank you so much. Honestly, <laughs> Thank you. we love you. Really. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.